0: Hello, and welcome to the empowered wisdom hour. I'm your host Molly McCartney. I'm a spiritual life coach and intuitive based in Orlando, Florida. And my mission is to help empower your wisdom and spiritual gifts so you can find peace no matter what you are dealing with. I do this through private sessions in person and by phone all around the world. And by broadcasting this podcast through the airwaves. You can also check out my website at mollymccartney.com or follow me on Instagram and Facebook to learn more. Today's show is all about embracing your inner witness. And I felt that was an appropriate title for this time we are in, but it's also something that's very uh, powerful for the rest of life, even when a global pandemic isn't going on. So, you know, as, as above, so below, as within, so without. Even though we're dealing with this big global crisis right now, we're also learning how to take some of these lessons that we're learning in this, this great pause into the rest of our lives once things sort of start moving again, and whenever, whenever ways that they start moving again. So uh, this is our fourth episode in a series of live streams dedicated to lending that spiritual perspective to the global 19 pandemic. It's virtually made the world stand still for about a month or more now, depending on where you are. And um, I want to, you know, talk a little bit about it from my conscious mind and my conscious thinking. Um, and then after a couple of minutes, I'm going to share my uh, channeled message from my guides called The Silence. And then we are going to open the, uh, the lines for calls. So if you ha- would like a, a mini reading um, for any reason at all, you can call me at that time. Or if you have a question or comment. Um, for those of you that are that have access to the chat, you can also enter your questions in the chat at any time, and I'll make sure to scroll through and and, and bring up some of those um, answers or bring up some of those comments um, as I talk. So. Um, Let's see. For now, I think we can just get on with the show. Um, oh, and I forgot that we are going to do a guided meditation. We always like to do that at the very end to send you off with a lovely um, a lovely feeling and to seal in the lesson given by by the, the live stream. So so that will be a lovely thing at the end of the show. And hopefully the imagery shared is going to help you return uh, to that place of calm as needed in the future. So I hope you'll stick around for that. So again, today's theme is the inner witness, um, and the inner witness is a key element in walking the spiritual path and developing inner peace no matter what's happening around us. <clears throat> if you've done a lot of spiritual work um, in terms of really looking at the spiritual level of reality that's kind of over our physical reality at all times, There, there's something going on. There's some reason we have come here to this planet um, you know, some say we live many lives, some say we live parallel lives, some say we can, you know, come back as, um, you know, other other beings on other planets, we could come back as different animals or even trees. Uh, there's a lot of kind of theories out there, and there's a lot of feelings within our psyche about that out there. Um, we're not really going to go into a lot of that today, but I think the important part to notice about... Those types of feelings and beliefs is that there's a witness within all of us that's kind of entertaining some of those un- understandings about life and about the universe and about how life flows. And the key is that witness is with us no matter what actually happens, Um, and it's really the the most true part of who we are. And when we can get quiet enough to stand in between our extremes, and really hold on to that place that watches everything, that sort of takes it in, process it, process it, uh, sorry, processes it almost as if it's a tape recorder, you know, just for. Uh, tape recorder, that's from the 80s, but, you know, um, or, or any kind of MP3 recorder, any kind of recorder that's, that's bringing in um, sounds is, is, you know, or, or videotaping of any kind that just brings it in, you know, that device doesn't have judgment over what it's noticing, it just brings it in, it just notices it. And then you have other parts of yourself that are, are going to discern what you're noticing, what you're experiencing. And that's where your intention comes in. That's when your power to focus comes in, and your other archetypes come in. Uh, you know, we're all made of different stuff, although it's very similar. We have different colors and shades to our being, and uh, it's so interesting and intricate how we're built to experience reality from these different um, colors and spaces, and and kind of experience levels from the whether it's the lifetimes we've lived or the, how open we are um, in our consciousness to all these different ways of being. So so anyway, I'm getting a little, little out there on that, but key is go back to the witness because when you start to go down rabbit holes, that's when you've even gotten out of the witness. Maybe you started to get in. To me, when I get in a, a little bit of a rabbit hole of what's reality all about and I just start tumbling down or I start to see kind of this fractal image of how great and huge the universe is, and then how teeny tiny small the cells in my body are, um, I kind of just smile and go, Oh, my God, I could never comprehend all of this, the organization of all of this, the intelligence of all of this. So for me, I I go, it puts me back in the witness, and it puts me back in a a humble place of, wow, this is just all really amazing. And I'm, you know, I'll just enjoy what I have the power to experience right in front of me and not try to figure it all out all the time, because it just causes stress, it just causes turmoil, it adds to the actual stress of physical life, you know, there is actual stress that we experience, but so much of of the stress that causes anxiety, and fear, um, when we actually are surviving, all right, and things are actually going okay, is in the mind, you know, it's created in the mind, because it doesn't have anything better to do. So the witness is sort of, the watcher, but is outside of the judgments and fears that can really um, kind of wreck your inner peace. So and, and like I said, this is a concept that made me fall in love with the spiritual journey very early on. Um, as a teenager, that's when I started, started a bit early, I guess. Um, I was filled with grief, angst, and depression. Um, you know, I'm, I don't hide that. That's that's where my journey started. And I think a lot of people's journeys start in their dark places. Um, so at that time, I looked everywhere for something or someone who would save me from that feeling. And when I started to read and 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 study, you know, mindfulness and study the Vedas and study um, all these different aspects, and and even you know, Christ consciousness teaches teaches a lot about this. You know, living in faith, walking in humility. Um, when I started to look at this concept of the witness and this part of us that sits still in the middle of our inner world, just watching life go by and is just kind of okay with it and knows that it's, in, it's um, eternal. It's the eternal being in you that's completely internal, eternal, sorry, internal and eternal. <laughs> um, and it just, um, it knows that nothing can really threaten it. So, um, that's a very powerful place to be, but, um, there's also, I I think my guides covered today in the message I'll read for you that it's not the greatest thing either to get completely so far into that, that you become detached in an unhealthy way from the world because, you know, we're in the world and there's a reason why we came here. So we'll cover that in a minute, but, you know, I want to do, I do want to talk about, um, you know, why some of us get a little isolated when we go too far into the witness. Um, a lot of you know, a lot of people on the spiritual journey start to realize the noise of the world is just too much. And I, I know that I had times in my life like this, and I was very like limp, just keep me away from it, <laughs> you know. And I and I really cloistered myself, you know, in my apartment, only going into nature. I'm still very much like that, but I'm also not afraid to go out and engage with the world with my gifts and share what I have to offer. And that's what I encourage. All of my clients to do. Anyone who is a light worker out there wondering, like, is it worth it? Should I try? Um, you know, how do I do this? Or is it, you know, is anyone even going to listen? Is it going to make a difference? Of course. And you know, sometimes you're called to do it from an isolated spot, from that place where you just broadcast the peace, broadcast the wisdom from your energy system. And, and other times, you're you're meant to go right into the waves, right into the chaos, and and bring it into that. So again it's different for everyone and it depends on your makeup but um it's hard to, to to just be in the witness just be in this still place no matter who you are um, because we have to engage with the world if we were monks and nuns sitting in holy places without the need to tend to the everyday world you know maybe it would work and a lot of people i've talked to about this do have past life memories as you know whether it was a, a nun a holy person a, you know a Zen uh, monk on on a mountaintop or there's been some kind of feeling of I've, you know, I didn't have to deal with all this before, but here I am back in the world. Um, I kind of know what I need to do. I know, you know, what my spiritual path is, but this is frustrating because I just get drowned out by all the noise. And so that's that's the work in this lifetime. Because I always like to think back then and those other lives, you still had your, the microcosm of the monastery to deal with. You still had your. Brothers and sisters and mother superiors, and all that. And so that's a whole, a whole nother thing. You can't get away from it. You can't, you know, completely be um, away from all of the stuff and all the people all the time. So that's why it's really important to seek out this archetype. We'll call it an archetype because it's the best way to kind of visualize it within yourself. It's, it is to me, the, the deepest part of who we are and the, the most still part of who we are. Um, but it is one of many parts of who we are. so it's it's key to kind of anchor anchor yourself there, especially in times of crisis because if you can go there then the the stress level that crisis can cause can be a little bit lessened. you can be a little bit more helpful and you can um, kind of maintain your energy in a time where a lot of people are kind of letting it drain and losing it to the fears and to the thoughts of trying to figure out what's going on. So, so let's talk about what purpose the the witness serves and how we can do it without becoming dissociated or d- detached in an unhealthy way. And um yeah, I've got I've got my uh my channeled message here. So let's go into that and so we have time for calls and maybe uh some readings. So um I did I did channel this today, and as I mentioned before, um, it, it, some earlier shows I pre-recorded and I was able to channel directly and um and I know it's pretty powerful. To just hear the words come right out. I do enjoy doing that but it's really hard for me to get in that space live without a lot of dead air so um, so that's why I'm reading it today and I probably will continue to do that and hopefully put all these together um, so you can have them you know in a book form or a booklet form but that's you know later to come we we'll just keep working one day at a time so today i asked i asked my guides i call them the silence because to me that that's just what happens when i go into deep trance like silence is these these guys and these ladies they don't have a gender they're just a group of guides they come to me and give me wisdom that helps me with every single little issue I have. They have the power to silence my my fears, my frustrations. And I've had a lot of people ask me, you know, I I do readings, I do spiritual coaching, you know, and they'll they'll just appreciate how my guides bring forth the wisdom. So so that's why I'm starting to do it kind of unfiltered so that you can know what's happening in there and so that I know a lot of you out there have guides and you're doing your own readings and you're channeling and you're hearing the the voice of you know could be your higher power could be your higher guide your you know, your, your, your version of God, I, I, you know, to me, it's all the same because the wisdom is always leading us towards faith and peace and love and compassion. And to me that that's the essence What's the essence of the message. If you're getting messages that are not very giving, not very kind, they're violent or they're whatever, that's a totally different thing. Um, And I have resources for that as well, but you want to make sure if you're, if you're doing this kind of work that it's in the light so very important. That's kind of a disclaimer and some advice there for you. But I, I digress. I wanted to say, if you're out there doing this, um, I'm hoping that the message that I share each time I do validates the messages you're getting, you know, because I know I'm not the only one out there asking the guides for, for guidance. So here we go. Um, this is the silence from April 22nd, 2020, Embracing the Inner Witness. There are times when you must be willing to look at the biggest of pictures if you wish to know peace. Being able to step back and see the pieces of a situation as a whole circumstance will serve you well when focused in the right direction at the right time. Humanity is like an ocean with waves of activity and emotions flowing through it at any given time. Up until now, there have been tidal waves in different parts of humanity at different times. Until now, you have not had the ability to connect and know what is happening on the other side of your proverbial ocean, but now you do, and now the entire ocean has been brought to stillness with the illness it is working to eradicate within itself. There has been a collective stillness, but the tidal waves rage on in little eddies, inside hospitals and places of political power inside words written on some of your news media and inside the hearts and minds of some that prefer resistance over flow. These are the wave makers of your humanity. And we do not say that they are good or bad, right or wrong. We would say that it is important to know oneself as a wave maker and be very intentional about the reason why the waves are created. Introducing disruption to orderly situations is an art just like any other creation in the universe. But without intention, the disruption is simply chaos, a bit of meaningless noise. And while some would say that everything is meaningless, we would say that anything done with intention has as much meaning, has much meaning to the creator of that reality. And that is the awareness that we hope will come to all humans on planet Earth, or at least a good portion of you. You see, when you allow yourself to get swept away by meaningless noise, you yourself begin to feel meaningless. You begin to question your importance and your power to create anything for yourself. And we would caution you to believe any of that is true. While waves of chaos pour over the collective consciousness, like waves ebb and flow on the surface of the ocean, you can be one who hovers in the neutral space just below. You can hover there, watching the waves overhead and the stillness underneath, knowing you have a choice in which part of your ocean you will swim in. This is the lesson for today. Some of you wonder if you should fight the chaotic waves overhead. Should you scream at them or try to stop them with your two bare hands? Should you stay in the mess of them and try to find your peace despite being battered about by the energy of unrest? We would ask you, what do you think the answer to that question is? is, Is it intuitive or even logical to think you could create a space of peace while participating in the same reality that steals it? And to those of you on the other side of the coin who may desire to stay in the depths, never coming up for air, we would caution you not to lose touch with the collective reality, for that can be just as destructive to your inner sanctum. As much as you may dislike what is happening in the world at any given time, you are in it. This is where your soul chose to be at this present moment. To ignore that fact is to dissociate from the collective reality. And if you wish that so badly, why did you come here in the first place? Notice how this attitude leads to your sadness, your depression, your feelings of isolation. Oftentimes, it is you, the depth dreamers, who actually came to help this world be less out of order. You help bring balance to the collective ocean. And without you, there is no peace or stillness to be seen on the surface. So to the wave fighters, we say, sink down a bit. Take a break from your fighting and ask yourself what your true intention is. Ask yourself what is actually possible and fight the waves with as much conscious intention as you can muster, but allow your anger to be released to the depths, where it will be renewed into something more powerful. Do not hold on to it, for it will wear you out and just create more of itself. The universe, the God source, is always receiving the subconscious shifts that occur as a result of felt and released emotion. But with a scrambled signal due to lack of intention, there is no request from you about what to do with it. Intend for your anger, your anxieties, and your depression to be released and made neutral. Then meet up, you wave fighters, and you depth dreamers, in the middle of the water, in the neutral zone, where you can see the activity that is happening above your peaceful neutral space and never lose track of the stillness of the abyss below you. For whether you want to escape or fight any given situation that is difficult for you to accept, you are on the same team, so to speak. You want to transform it. You want a different outcome. You want peace, well-being, abundance, and happiness, because that is all any human ever wants with every direction they choose. You would not consciously choose a direction in life that would lead you into any kind of despair, and yet people do it all the time, because they think... What they choose will bring them to the peace and joy they long for for to return in their human bodies. The game is tricky like that, because there is nothing outside you that will ever change or be enough to create these preferred feelings inside yourself for very long at all. You can find brief moments of delight that must be recreated over and over again to keep you in a state of happiness, but this is a little plastic prize compared to the deep wellspring of grace we want for you. To have the joy, balance and understanding you want, to feel like you are winning this game called human life, you must accept that the creation of this reality for yourself starts within your ability to focus on the thoughts that bring you, your preferred states of being to you on a moment by moment basis. You must be willing to detach your energy from that which creates stress and chaos in your field. You must take action to practice keeping your energy field free of the debris that makes you feel unlike yourself. Because, as many of you, as many of you, can see from where you are in this day and time of your pandemic, much of your stress was due to the outward seeking of the world around you. While you still have the discomfort of your fears and your concerns, there is a quietude that has entered your consciousness, no? You are remembering what it is like to be present, not much to do, nowhere to go, just the basics to tend to. And as you stay away from each other, physically to clear your collective ocean of its physical disease, you too can take this time to clear your shared inner ocean of the strain of fighting for your way in the human-made world. Dreams have been vivid and strange for many. The collective unconscious is getting a moment to catch up with the collective consciousness. We would suggest, as this happens, do not lose yourself to either of these levels of awareness. Stay still, stay quietly in your inner sanctum. Choose thoughts and stories and creative endeavors that bring a simple satisfaction to your being. Be as little children and do not worry about what comes next. As you imagine and intend for the highest and best, it will arrive in the appropriate packages for each one of you. For now, you must take one step at a time and trust. You have our blessing. Be well until next time. The silence. So there you have it. That is um, my straight from my guide's mouth. Um, the kind of stuff I hear when I go into meditation, when I want answers, and um, and I really feel that, you know, not only do they work with me because I'm I've always wanted peace over everything else in the whole entire world but because i love sharing the words you know so it's taken me some time to really come out and share them but i hope that they resonated i hope that you feel them resonate in your heart i know they're going to go into your subconscious and kind of move some stuff around and i trust that it will be all good um so for now if anyone has any um any questions, any comments? Um, are you a, a wave fighter or a depth dreamer? I loved that. I didn't, you know, I didn't expect that to come out. But but that's what they, they called us. They put us in a couple of categories there. You know, are you a fighter of reality that you have to struggle to kind of stop fighting on your spiritual path? Or do you find you detach and kind of drift into the depths and kind of fall away and not try very much anymore. You know, I thought it was interesting how they were explaining how both sides can create kind of a negativity that we really don't want. But we're all trying to get what we want through the being on either side of the coin or either side of the spectrum. So I find that very interesting. And okay, and it, and of course this is is really for those of us on the path, not necessarily those who think, you know, all this is a bunch of woo-woo nonsense and I'm completely clear and totally cool with the fact that a lot of people out there think that. and that's not why I do this. I do it for those of us who find peace, who find um, a sense of personal spiritual empowerment in living our best life even in a world that's, pretty crazy. I was going to say chaotic, <laughs> crazy and chaotic, you know, and walking around like, you know, in the movies, I always felt felt like in crowds um, when I'm in my present moment space, which is more often than not these days. But, you know, in movies where they have the slow moving bullet going through a crowd, and you can kind of, they look around the whole scene, you can see everybody frozen, or maybe it's not even a bullet anymore, they'll just freeze Freeze a scene. You can look around. It's like that's what it feels like to be in this world and being very still and being very present and being in the witness. Because you know people are just clamoring to get their way, to get ahead, to to win. Whether it's an argument or a fight or you know uh, financial um, gain or whatever it is, and you know you can live a very abundant life and not have to really fight and be in that flow. You can do it differently. So. I think the key is in this time where a lot of us are wondering, like, what's well, going to happen? Are we going to survive this? Our business is going to survive it. Are you going to keep your job or, you know, is the government going to crumble, you know, what financially or what, you know, what's going to happen? Of course, we're going to survive this. But um, the key is not to go into it with the worry because it's one step at a time and there'll be due processes. There'll be things that change. Um, it's messy. Change is always messy. But right now we are, we're in the cocoon still, and we're gelatinous little caterpillars coming out all, you know, in all different colors, but it's a collective cocooning. So I think that's very interesting. So imagining that would be another good way to go into the witness, that you are becoming something through this, and through every challenge. You know, I, I find, um I find it very interesting, the readings that I've done privately. At first, um, they were about the, the pandemic and the shutdowns. So there was a lot of concern around that, and then in the last couple of weeks, it's been more personal stuff. You know what's going on in people's personal lives, and they're just kind of going through the pandemic, or they're not as affected, whether they're working from home or whatever. But they're really starting to think about the the microcosm inside their own homes and inside their relationships and inside their their changes that they they were in the middle of when everything stopped. Um, and, and I'm really happy to hear a lot of people feeling really positive and really staying on the manifestation path, even though a lot of things, um, are, are kind of falling apart or seemingly falling apart right now. So that's been really good. So yeah, that's what I invite you to talk about. And I see a couple comments popping up. Let me go ahead and take a look at those. So I have Susanna saying, I have a comment. I have three more assignments before I finish my bachelor's and become officially a graduate. Uh, The pandemic continues, but I have never in my life been so proud of myself. That is so awesome, Susanna. I'm going to clap for Susanna. I think I have some sound effects. I haven't really gotten to use them yet. There we go. (laughs) That's awesome. I'm so proud of you. Um, I've spoken to Susanna a couple of times, so I know a little bit about her journey. And see, you just keep pressing forward. You keep pressing forward. Um, so thank you. Yeah, <laughs> Imichi is is cheering you on, and great job. And Magnolia says, "Awesome, woohoo, Mister Lee." So yeah, we're with you, girl. And and that's the thing. It you know, I think some people when the shutdown happened it's like, oh, let's shut down. We're just going to, you know, and I I get it. You know, if there was times in my life where I didn't have things to focus on, I didn't have hobbies or really too many interests. I watched a lot of TV, believe it or not, this was when I was much younger. Um, So I probably would have just Netflixed out and ate, you know, fast food and, gotten into a hole about things. Um, but over the years it's like learning that, oh, when you have, I, I never like feel like I'm waiting or or like delayed because I always have so much that I want to do and get done. And so it sounds like you, Susanna, in this time of pause, you actually got ahead. And um and and it's been a gift, you know, to help you get to your goal sooner. So that's a really cool way to look at it. Very cool way. And Brandy much earlier said, we go through so many thoughts in a day, all unique individuals. I love that. Yes, me too. I always think about that being like the holographic universe we live in, that we're all walking around, looking at the same things, thinking totally different thoughts depending on our life streams and like where we've been in not only our past and this life, but other lives or other just what we're conscious of in the universe. It's all so very different. Um and it all occurs very differently. I always wonder, I don't know if any of you guys wonder if, you know, we we look at, and there's no way to prove this, like literally there'd be no way to prove this. Um, I don't think. But <laughs> if we're all looking at the colors of the rainbow, like the colors of the spectrum, and we say, oh, that's red, that's that's green, that's blue. What if we're looking at different actual colors, but calling it the same color? And and that's kind of one thought that helped me kind of understand how different people must be viewing reality and like literally, literally physical reality like that. But if you think about that, even more nebulous is emotional reality and, you know, kind of how we take in everything that's happening and the meaning we make out of it. That's extremely complex. But um, let's see, Brandy has, has put another comment. So, she says, I'm such a Gemini depth dreamer, and my BF is a Leo wave fighter. We both have the want for the best of humanity and peace, but we go different ways with how we cope and voice ourselves. Seems like big change does come from slower, uh, does come slower than we would like through time. <laughs> she laughs. And I love that cheering sound effect. Here, I'll do it again. Woo-hoo! That was a good one. <laughs> That's a great comment. Yeah. <laughs> um, She says, seriously, Susanna, that's magnificent. You have this space, amazing job. I have that faith in the universe and the trust in the process that this is all going to be great stepping stone to the best we can do. Agreed. Great, great comment. Very great comment. This pause is definitely a gift. And, you know, when I say that, I'm always very conscious that there are people struggling out there. You know, there are people crossing over, there are people losing family members, um, There are people that are sick, that are unsure of what's going on. There are the frontline workers. So I always give love out to them. That is very real. But giving it out to them without fear, that's saying, hey, we'll stand here and cooperate and and do the best we can do right now and make the most of our pause instead of, You know kind of clamoring to get things moving at full steam ahead again because you know inevitably that making those kind of waves is just going to make more of the waves that made this shutdown happen but we're not going to go too far into that but i I think it's good that we watch carefully over the next few weeks and kind of see what goes on in, in the world and um and and just tread lightly as always tread lightly and um and with with a good deal of humility i think humility is really important it's when we're humble and we say, "Hey, we don't really know what's going on." You know, not not we will go silently and cooperate with every single thing. That's you know mindlessness. But you know, if it's not really going to hurt us, it's, if it's if it's just for the good of the whole, okay, we'll give we'll give this some time and make sure that um, we're doing this not just for our own safety and out of our own fears, whether it's moving too fast again or staying put too long, but we're doing it because it just. It's the physical evidence shows it's working. And we just intuitively know as, as a species that it's working. So again, it's bringing the two sides together. And I think this pause had a lot to do with that. We've been talking about the feminine rising over the last... Well, it's been happening probably since the 70s, but um, you know, 60s, 70s. But you know, in terms of the feminine rising, um, the intuitive wisdom, um, which is, I like to think of that as um, feminine intelligence, is wisdom and intuition. And with masculine intelligence, you have knowledge. Um and you have kind of the know-how and and facts and figures, which are all very important, but you also have that intuitive wisdom. So to me, when we talk about the goddess rising in humanity and and the feminine rising, it's more it's not about a takeover. it's about a balancing. like we're you know it's it's rising again as as a balancing act to this other kind of, um, growth, not growth mindset, but building, innovating, um, moving forward, um, just because we can kind of mindset, you know, we all need that balance either way, you know, you can't simply live on intuition and, and, and wisdom without practical application either. So, so both are very important. And I think um, this pause is, is really making the world leaders kind of come Come together with that, whether they want to or not. Um, so that'll be interesting to watch too. And and if it's not happening with them, which I do believe it is in their own way, it's happening within ourselves. We're getting a huge reboot. So it's, you know, like they say, there's a virus in the system of your computer. Well, we've got a literal virus in humanity and we're having to reboot. And I think that's real interesting with what's happening spiritually in, in that. So I have another um, comment here. I've noticed many spiritual teachers... Are questioning their beliefs and what they've been, and what they've taught, is that because the shifts we are undergoing are asking us to new practices? Is it part of the pause? Well, that's very interesting. I haven't really followed very many people. Um, I, I guess I kind of wondered about that, but um, that's really interesting. I think it's um, it's really interesting. Yes, I think the the answer is absolutely yes. It's part of the pause and and seeing what their uh, true their true beliefs are about things. And I'm not sure. I think I'm hesitating because I'm not sure if it's the spi- spiritual leaders who are kind of the manifestors and the you know you can have everything you want, or is it the world spiritual leaders? Um, you know, more religious. I think it's probably different depending on who it is. But the key is, and, and why my guides constantly just say, just plug in yourself, everyone, you know, and I will always say, I'm not a leader. I'm a facilitator. I'm I'm helping. I want to help. I'm a humanitarian. I want to help you get connected to your um, spiritual power. But the the age of kind of the, the culty following of the spiritual leader that knows everything is definitely crumbling. I mean, I, I could see that even with um, a lot of the cult documentaries that are on uh, Netflix now and just out in different channels, there's a lot of that going on to kind of pull the the mask away from the darkness that was behind that. And it's very similar to the darkness that was behind the Catholic Church and behind, you know, other other big leader-led organizations, leader-led, you know, um, bigger organizations like that, that um, absolute power and absolute respect um, without regards for someone as a human being can create these these imbalances. So I think it's definitely humility is definitely a big thing. Um, I think a lot of spiritual teachers and in the ones that I'm familiar with um, say more in the the new age community, new thought community are um, probably pivoting a little bit because they are they are learning, they are being upgraded by by some of this going on and saying, hey, we've known that this might come, you know, all our lives, but here it is. Um, I think I had that experience, you know, as a as someone who's been studying spirituality and wanted to help others with it since I was a kid, essentially. Um, when the shutdown happened, I was like, oh, already? Like, <laughs> I didn't expect it to be so soon. And I don't think it's the last of, of this kind of thing that we're going to experience. And I'm not saying that to scare anybody. Um, but I think, you know, there's a lot of people on this planet. There's a lot going on. And um, whether it's a pandemic, whether it's more war, unfortunately, there's going to be some different things that we have to deal with. And my my lessons from my, my guides have always been no matter what. That's why you'll hear me say that all the time. Peace, wisdom, love, inner peace, no matter what. Because if you can get that in your everyday life, you can have it through an experience like this. Um, and I think that's key. You fortify yourself before something negative happens before the big shutdowns happen so that you're not left scrambling and going, oh my God, you know, and then of course that when the shutdown happens, it's an opportunity to get in touch with that. But if you don't have, if kind of your, your spiritual bank account is empty by the time you need to pull from the, the piece that you put there, um, you're going to be scrambling for it and, and you won't be able to continue that kind of peaceful feeling into these transitions. So I've got another couple more comments. Thank you guys for commenting. It's so much more fun to like talk with you than talk at you. So I hope that helped you. Um, I've got GFIL guest. Um, If I if you have another comment, please enter. I will I will expand on it. Um, Awesome. It did. Thank you. Thanks a lot. So Brandy says um, that would make sense that we are all taking a great look at our beliefs and hopefully being more humanitarian. Yes, indeed the pope has definitely changed stance so much from when i was born up until now ooh the upgrades what a time to be alive yes yeah we do have a pretty cool pope right now i was um, you know i like that guy from what i know of him again i don't follow a lot but i'll hear things i'll read articles i'll hear things that he's talking about and he's definitely um turning some things around and and taking you know just accepting that things got they have to shift they, you know that totalian totalitarian spiritual leadership is, is just not working anymore and some of the outmoded beliefs of even even the church are not working anymore because we live in a very different world. Um so we'll, we'll definitely talk about that in more detail in another show. But <laughs> so Noel is asking is this part of going from the 3D to the 5D world? Um you know, I I have a lot of thoughts about that. Um and I've heard uh, my my best understanding of of the meaning of that is um There's a lady named Dolores Cannon, she's since crossed over, but she was an amazing I believe she was a channeler because her information was just so, you know, broad sweeping that it was hard to to know how else she would get the information. Um, But I I do remember in her book, I believe it's the Three Waves of Volunteers, talking about um, around 2012, and this book was written well before that, that there would be a split in the the population of humanity and half the world would see things in black and white and half the world would see things in vivid color and that there would be you know this kind of consciousness shift that there you know and the, the thing that i got about that is that it's not it's not that the entire world is shifting yes it is part of a great stride that's what my guides call it like a great stride from the way things were and the way we used to perceive things to the way that we will say in future generations but we're kind of in this awkward middle phase where you do literally have people seeing two very different realities not to mention the internal realities, the emotional realities in their, you know, personal lives, but when we look at the world stage and what's happening, very different. So I think that's probably part of that 3D to 5D. Um, I know it's it's really key right now. Part of that is key not to define. What's happening on this planet and to this planet by what we see on the media, and I'm not saying it's fake news. There are some fake news, absolutely, but I think um, there's a lot of journalists doing their best. I think there is some that that is manipulated, you know. Yeah. So, so I don't, I don't go in there and like trust everything I read, and I also say, well, this is these particular human beings. This is the slant they're putting on it. This is. How they feel about it or how they they project the world feeling about it so this is the the kind of slant they're going to put on it and whether it's a fearful one or or a like oh you know what this isn't that big a deal kind of attitude a nonchalant attitude or cavalier attitude um all of it is 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 dangerous in that if we look to any of that to define how we really feel about it or how what we really know intuitively then then we're we're still kind of sleepy. We're not really awake yet. We're not really listening to what our, when our inner guidance is saying and what our, um, you know, I believe there is a con, like I said, consciousness or an um, unconsciousness to humanity on both ends. We're processing things underneath, but we also have this kind of collective consciousness. And if we all stepped away from the TV and talked to each other, like, what do you feel like's really going on? What do you feel? What do you, what do you think? What do you feel? And we kind of went with that more than, what's broadcast on the TV screen, I think we'd have a very different feeling about what's going on in the world. I mean, even when terrible things happen, um, the reality is often very different than what it appears to be. So that 3D consciousness is what you're gonna see. You know, they have to they have to collapse it into something that they can put on a TV screen. And, and so 5D consciousness is when you're accepting that there are many levels of truth and many levels to this reality. Um, so I hope that answered your question well. Yes, I think it is. all of it. I mean, we're definitely always shifting. And as we evolve, we're constantly evolving every single moment and every single day. Um, we're doing it um, privately as individuals, and we're doing it collectively as as a human race. Similar to, you know, we'll use the pandemic as as a, as an example. Um, they talk about herd immunity, or you know, there's also something called the hundredth the hundredth mon- monkey effect. I believe. Awesome. Okay. Noelle says that answers it very well. Give yourself a hand. All right. Thank you. <laughs> so <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's that's all. Basically, um, studies have shown that you know, a certain number of a species um, gets an immunity, or a herd, you know, then it, the disease ceases to be um, as susceptible to it. So that's just something that happens with the hundred monkey effect. It's basically if you study a hundred monkeys that learn to do something, um, a new you know build a new tool or, or do something differently in their 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 monkey group. <laughs> It's terrible. I'm not using my words very well today. But, um, but you know, the the next few monkeys will just automatically know how to do it. Or, you know, the generations that come after it will know how to do it. So it becomes this innate um, known thing where we don't have to learn it from outside ourselves. Um, when enough of us get it, we all start to get it. And it becomes the new reality. So I think that is that is the nature of, of con- the evolution of consciousness. And, yeah, we're all at different places in it. I had a teacher once um, a meditation teacher, um and actually i was I think I was assisting another teacher that hosted him, and she, she the main teacher was out um, out of the class that day. so I you know, I hosted him, and I was quite shy back then, so I didn't really say a lot to him. but I remember um, just listening to his teachings and as he was going through the meditation, he he ex- described a fog and said, "You know, you're in the fog right now." and notice there are people around you popping in and out of the fog and then he he just got very quiet and he said remember we are all at different places in the fog and like i never forgot that i thought it was brilliant because it helped me understand people because at that time honestly I was frustrated I was doing a lot of spiritual work I was trying to be as peaceful as I could be I was trying to shed my emotional garbage and get get out of all that stuff you know I, I know very well what it's like to be in the in the victim and live there and, and be in codependence and all kinds of stuff and and I was working so hard at it and I would you know kind of get Wrapped up by coworkers or um, people on, you know, people in the world or news news shows or whatever, and just get so upset by things. And I think at that point when I heard him say that, it was a divine appointment for me to hear it. And maybe for some of you it is too. That we're all in different places in the fog. So even though the fog is evolving, we're all in different places, and we look, we see the mountain in the distance very differently. So we all got to give each other a break. <laughs> yes, even the people that are really difficult, we got to give them a break because they only know what they know. And um, and I, I I truly, I do, you know, I have this talk about dark energies and evil spirits and evil people with, and uh, Donna gives me a smile. Thank you, Donna. Um, but the, um, you know, I think, yeah, evil is the absence of consciousness. So when you're putting anything in front of your inner peace, um, whether it be money, whether it be power, whether it be uh, winning um, and feeling like you have to kill to protect what's important to you as people do in war. A lot of times, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of that going on and you can look at themes in the Bible and any other religion and kind of like extrapolate whatever that is, but it's really about to me, if you're, you're, seeking peace, love, and joy, which we all are. And then we get all screwed up because <laughs> the world's kind of a weird place and we forget, oh, that's the whole point. That's what we really want. And we start to to do things to each other or, or manipulate or you know, blah blah blah. It's always about money and power. It never is about anything else. And on this earth plane, um, so yeah, there's that out there. But to me, if someone is is not conscious of the ease at which they can get to that peace and that wisdom, they're going to do that stuff. So they're they're just not there yet. They're not. They're still trying to figure it out. And and I don't imagine a lot of people like that being very happy or being very. You know, they might look like winners, but they're not happy. So. Um, the key is to find it within um, from where you are and then allow the, you know, abundance, physical abundance, material abundance, you know, there's nothing wrong with that either. Let it come to you as a flow and, and kind of let it be frosting on your cake or sprinkles on your cupcake, you know, it's like extra it's something to enjoy, which I feel very, uh, very blessed to enjoy. A lot of good things in my life. I've come, you know, I came from not having a lot to. I feel like having having a good amount of of comfort in my life, and I and I, you know, just enjoying my work even and and getting to do what I love, and and also having beautiful, beautiful home and just you know, I'm really grateful all the time because I've been where I didn't have have all that, you know, struggling, so. Uh, the key is, but it, even, if I had to, even if I had to live on beans and rice and whatever again in a tiny apartment, I would figure it out, you know? And I think that's the key. And that's when life knows to give you more of the good stuff because you're you're okay with the baseline. It's like, all right, they can handle the good stuff and they're not always clamoring for it. There's not a stress uh, about it. And there's also not that d- darkness around it either. So that was kind of a tangent, but I um, hope you guys liked it. I'm going to give myself a hand anyway. And um, I think it's probably time if no one else has any comments or questions, we can go into the meditation. So, um, and today we're going to go and just kind of thank you, Miss Magnolia, Mr. Magnolia. Um, The um we're going to go into the visuals brought forth by the guides in the channel message we're going to go into the ocean if you have uh, resistance to water i am a diver i love water so um As I was writing this, I thought, hmm, we're going to give you a nice sphere that keeps you safe in the water. But if you love water, go ahead and imagine yourself just descending. You can breathe in the water. You can enjoy it. Um, But if you feel like the need to have that safe sphere around you, I don't want it to disturb your meditation. So go ahead and imagine that. And you are completely safe being in the middle of the ocean. And we're going to go there and find that middle neutral ground. So let me get some music on here. So for everyone listening live or into the archives, wherever you are, whatever time it is, whatever season it is, find a comfortable spot where you can sit or lie down on your back. And as you get comfortable, just gently close your eyes getting very quiet and very still. Take a nice deep breath in and out. Release any tension you feel in your body With another deep breath, start to notice the sounds flowing into your ears. The music, my voice, any sounds in the room around you. And now notice the sensations you feel The weight of your body on your chair or on the floor on your bed, the quality of the air around you as it hits your skin. And again, any tension left anywhere in your body, just notice it and send relaxation there. Now notice any visions that start to arise in your consciousness. Perhaps you can see light beyond your eyelids. Flashes of color in your forehead. Now start to visualize yourself being wrapped in a protective sphere of energy. You are floating on the surface of a turbulent ocean. And you are safe. Nothing can touch you but you can see everything as you bob in the waves. And as the waves rise higher, it's hard to tell if a storm is leaving or if one is coming. And even in this confusion, you realize you have a choice. You can stay here and be thrown about on the surface, or you can sink below it, safely, slowly, and carefully. Notice now as the ocean water rises around your protective sphere. And as you submerge, what do you see just beneath the waves? Allowing your vessel to continue its controlled descent. Notice how quiet it is down here. Nothing has changed. You have just moved your point of focus. Relaxing into the depths. Notice how far the surface is from where you are. It's getting quieter, but it's also getting darker. There's not much light down here so far away from the waves of the world. And even at this depth, You realize you have a choice. In favor of balance, you allow yourself to rise again. Into the space in the water where the light pours in and life is everywhere. In the space where you are safe from the waves. Realize now that you can come here anytime you wish. This space is the midpoint between extremes of fighting and giving up. Trust that you are safe here to explore and to relax in the present moment. You are allowed to be at ease even when the waves are crashing overhead. Inevitably, the storm will pass and you will enjoy the surface again. Absorb this feeling now as you begin to come back to the room. Bring it with you as you follow the sound of my voice as I count to five. 1. Feeling the wisdom of stillness flowing through your spirit. 2. Ready to take this peace into the world. 3. Certain that you will get there when you need to be, one step at a time. Four, enjoying the sensation of surrender and presence. And five, when you're ready, open your eyes and come back to your physical space. All right. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of the Empowered Wisdom Hour. Again, I'm your host, Molly McCartney. I'm a spiritual life coach and intuitive based in Orlando, Florida. My mission is to help empower your wisdom and spiritual gifts so you can find peace no matter what you are dealing with. I do this through private sessions in person and by phone all around the world and by broadcasting this podcast through the airwaves. You can check out my website at mollymccartney.com or follow me on Instagram and Facebook to learn more. Also, if you enjoyed this show, I invite you to become a patron with a weekly or a monthly pledge of as little as $5 a month. You can cancel at any time. Visit my Podbean homepage and click the link on the upper right hand side to keep the wisdom flowing and become a patron. For now, may you stay well and at peace until next time we meet.